0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the One Dollar Therapy Podcast. As always, I am your host, David McCovey, joined with your co-host, Manu And we have a great episode for you today. Today, we have the honor of being able to speak to none other than Pastor Francois McCovey. Now, a little brief background about uh, Pastor Francois. He is a pastor at the International Restoration Church in Fort Wayne. He's been a pastor for well over a decade, um, and we're just so happy to be able to have you here, Pastor Ponsor, thank you.
1: Thank
2: you for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Pastor, thank you again for coming. Uh, our first question would be to ask as a pastor, what does your typical day look like?
1: Uh, so uh, uh, for me, it's a little bit different because uh, in addition to just being a pastor, I'm a vo- bivocational pastor. Mm-hmm which means uh, I also have another job that I work as a, as a full-time uh, as a project manager for another corporation. So my, uh, my day-to-day job will be uh, waking up in the morning at 5 a.m., uh, taking the time to spend with the Lord in prayer and reading the Bible. And then right after that, I'll just uh, uh, get my kids ready, uh, give them a shower, and give them something to eat. Take them to, uh, to school and and go to to the office and and start working. And um, after office, I need to do some study uh, for classes that I'm taking. So so my day is usually very busy. Connecting with people, connecting with different missionaries. So it's a very a lot involved. So.
0: Wow, wow. So tell us more about your upbringing since a child and more so towards leading up to uh, the point of becoming a pastor. You know, is is being a pastor something you always knew you wanted to do as a kid? So just walk us through. Uh,
1: that's a good question. Uh, so growing up as a kid, I, I never dreamed to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And actually, I grew up in a country called Congo, where in the past, being a pastor was just one of those poor people that just uh, didn't fail everywhere and and became a pastor. Um, But as I was growing up, uh, we had some uh, very challenging time in the family uh, with my dad uh, going into, into prison for political reason and my mom in hiding because of the civil war. And during that time, God started to really work on me. And one of the, my prayer was God, if You will allow us to, to, to come out of this situation alive, oh. I'm going to serve You, wow. and I was uh, really, uh, uh, and God did everything that I asked Him to yeah. do, and and uh, came to America, uh, saw my parent again, my family, everyone in safety, and that was a vow that I
0: made that I'm wow. going to serve God. So. Wow. Wow. You really stuck to that oh, vow that you've
1: made. Indeed. Yeah. I, and I want to stick to that vow Amen. for the rest of my life. So. Amen. Amen.
2: Did you have uh, prior to becoming a pastor, how was
1: your faith? And uh, So growing up, my faith uh, was, uh, as I'm growing up, uh, first it's mostly just uh, whatever my mom is saying to do. I go with my mom to church. But when, uh, this situation happened where my mom was not there anymore, mm-hmm. my dad was not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And now uh, life became a little bit difficult. I needed to find God for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where my my spiritual growth because I needed to depend on God True. for provision. Mm-hmm. Um, I have shared a story where God just uh, came miraculously. We didn't have any food mm-hmm. uh, to eat at home and I see my little brother crying because I didn't have bread, and I'll cry out to God, and I will see someone knocking at the door, bringing food. So those are some of the story that really helped grow my faith. It's very interesting. Yeah. Now,
2: you become eventually you become a pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, as a young pastor, uh, how do you? How did you manage leading the church right, at this point? And did you have any role models or references or people you looked at? too, that you could copy their style of being pastors?
1: Yeah, so um, as, I, as I, I grew up, so I, I graduated from uh, in town here in Four with an engineering degree, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I really during that time, we felt like there was a time for us to launch a church mm-hmm. uh, in, in town. My goal was not originally to stay in Four Wayne, so mm-hmm. really prepare the church, help it grow, and then move on. Yeah. Move on to, to, to some different things. But but God just uh, orchestrated uh, things uh, uh, differently for me to remain as a pastor mm-hmm. of that church for, for many years now, mm-hmm. more than uh, 10 years. So, what are some of the challenges or struggles that you faced
2: earlier as the church started?
1: Yeah, what? so, uh, and uh, some of the challenges is, um, you know, when we started a church, I would thought like, I mean, uh, I'm gifted, uh, I can speak, so it's just going to grow quickly, yeah. you know. Uh, uh, but uh, God, has the process has humbled me, mm-hmm. has helped me to grow, has helped me to learn about patience, mm-hmm. learning about to know about people mm-hmm. and learning to know what's more important is really developing people. It's not making a name mm-hmm. for, uh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and just going back to the question that you had earlier, what are some of the role models that I have carried, and that's very important to mm-hmm. really connect mm-hmm. with some people that you you watch from afar, mm-hmm. that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, pastors that have inspired me is one of my uncle, uh, Apostle Yeshua, mm-hmm. but I also have other pastors in town, like. Uh, when Mary mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Greenwood and other pastors mm-hmm. that have really inspired me. Wow, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
2: you briefly mentioned about connecting with people, helping people grow. Yeah, but it's always an issue trying to understand what the relationship should be between uh, a pastor and the congregation. So, as you started as a pastor, uh, did you find it easy to develop a healthy relationship with the people the congregation or was it uh, a struggle and with time how did that relationship i change?
1: I, I, I think it, in the beginning was not that easy i always think myself i'm friendly mm-hmm. uh people just like me but when you come into ministry it's a different uh, dynamic mm-hmm. yeah. there's a really a different dynamic mm-hmm. because people change um uh, uh in some season they are uh differently and uh Really learning to be uh, patient with people. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is people will only follow you if they feel like you care. Mm -hmm. And it it takes time to Mm -hmm. develop that that healthy relationship where people feel like they care. That you truly care for them. Mm -hmm. You truly are on their side. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you're okay to see them messed up and Mm -hmm. be there to lift them up. And Mm -hmm. it really takes time and and some people still struggle with that and and it will take time for you to develop Mm -hmm. that kind of strong relationship to build to lead people wow
0: wow and as a vocational vocational pastor as Mm -hmm. you said uh Mm -hmm. being a project manager and a father now how do you manage juggling all those different hats from a day-to-day basis is your role as a pastor always present in that or is it sometimes uh, is it more so um, in the background when you're like a father or at work? That's a good question. So being a pastor is a call. Mm. Uh,
1: I don't see that as a title. Mm. Um, And and as I'm growing and as I'm maturing in my role and I'm understanding that uh, my role as a pastor is not only for people come to my church, but is uh, to people that God connect me mm-hmm. into day to-day yeah. mm-hmm. uh, sometimes God will connect me with someone at my work mm-hmm. that he's struggling with uh, self-esteem mm-hmm. with uh, with depression yeah. but just being there uh, mm-hmm. to really uh, uh, just being there with them share them that I care a lot yeah. let me share one story mm-hmm. as I was working yeah. uh, for for the company that I, I I work for a corporation that I work for mm-hmm. now one of uh, a co-worker was a, a coming from India, mm-hmm. and he he was a Hindu. Mm-hmm. Now, this young man uh, was going through a, dif- a difficult time. Mm-hmm. He lost his father, oh, and he going to a divorce. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking about killing himself. And uh, we, we are at work. He texts me, say, hey, uh, uh, Francois, um, uh, I... Do you know a church that I I can go and uh, to just uh, sit down and because uh, I'm just my mind is not right. Mm-hmm. That actually that day he was thinking about killing himself. Wow! So he thought about looking for an Hindu temple, mm-hmm. but the place where we were there was no Hindu temple. Yeah. So he reached out to me. Mm-hmm. There was a church in the community, so, so I felt like God telling me just drop everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Life are more important yeah. than the job or the project assigned. Yeah. So I dropped everything that I, I was doing, and I said, hey, uh, I'm going to come and, and take you, and we're going to go. Yeah. And we go to the uh, uh, church, and mm-hmm. I knew that person. They opened just the uh, the building. Mm-hmm. We just sit there. Yeah. And I was just sitting, just being quiet and mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. him. And as he's crying, as he's pouring his heart, what he's going to is it, it, it felt like his life was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but... That started, that began a relationship mm-hmm. that helped him to recover yeah. and, and know Christ from the Hindu mm-hmm. uh, to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And now this man is flourished, mm-hmm. he's back in India, is mm-hmm. uh, uh, remarried, his life is transformed. Mm-hmm. So transforming people's life mm-hmm. and make a big difference. So I see myself as a pastor, mm-hmm. not only at the International Association Church, yeah. but uh, by pastoring become a a life calling yeah
0: and with that life calling helping people no matter Mm -hmm. where they're at or what time what coping strategies do you use to help yourself being able to help others uh so so you you you
1: motivate yourself uh first of all at the end of my life Mm -hmm. uh how do i want to be remembered Mm -hmm. so how is my my end look like and uh People won't remember me because of the title that I had, mm-hmm. because of the cars that I had mm-hmm. or the house that I had, right. but the relationship, the connection, the impact that I had on people. Yeah. And that is something that motivates me, that brings meaning and purpose to my life. Mm-hmm. That Actually, I'm able to help this person. Yeah. I'm able to help a couple that is about to go to a divorce. Yeah. But because I came in... and and I help them and I encourage them and lift them up yeah. and they avoid that divorce. Mm-hmm. That is something that isn't is important for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to help people who work for me, like yeah. the co-worker or the employee that mm-hmm. report to me. Mm-hmm. And by just being there as a mentor, as a coaching. Mm-hmm. And now some of the people that have worked for me in the past that have moved on and now they have even a job. Higher than me, but they always remember that connection, mm-hmm. and they always refer to me as a mentor and coach. So yeah. those are the things that are really meaningful mm-hmm. to me. Wow, wow, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you mentioned how helping people, mm-hmm. you know, is, is part of your daily life, but also you incorporate that in everything, whether it's work, family. Um, so now, if you could define your role as a pastor, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's it's a little more broad for someone listening to just yeah. think that oh, a pastor just is that guy that helps everybody. Yeah. But like maybe if as a as a pastor yourself, yeah. how would you define the role of a pastor? So uh,
1: for me, and, and everyone would define differently, but mm-hmm. really helping people to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Helping people uh, find their purpose mm-hmm. and connect with God because... Uh, People are looking for direction. Mm -hmm. People are looking for meaning. And they can only find the meaning if they go back to who created them. It's like a manufacturer. You have a product. You can only find the meaning of a product until you go to the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to help people discover Mm -hmm. why God created them Mm -hmm. and connect them to the creator. Yeah, Wow. Mm
0: wow.
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And with that, how has that role changed throughout time in society? Because um, how people how people view and interact, even, even with COVID, more people are retaining messages at home or having their sense of community. Mm-hmm. How does that role change over time uh, in being a pastor? I
1: mean, it has significantly changed. Mm-hmm. In the past, uh, in some area. When you a pastor, you're just doing that as a pastor, right? Yeah. And and uh, if if you're able to do that, great. But mm-hmm. but things have changed where people mm-hmm. may not only do that, and a lot of the pastors are by vocational. Yeah. Now they are in the marketplace and yeah, uh, yeah, be able to yeah. influence mm-hmm. and impact the marketplace. Yeah. Um, and now uh, pastors are also able to be on the media. You yeah. know, uh, Facebook. Uh, YouTube yeah. to be able. I mean, the resource and the information mm-hmm. is everywhere now. Yeah. Uh, people, people can uh, log in, and even what we are doing now, yeah. Yeah. someone will listen to that, and that can impact them. Mm-hmm. So we we have to change, and, and it's no longer just the people who are in the building mm-hmm. now my, my congregant mm-hmm. and my member are mm-hmm. not only in the building. Mm-hmm. Now I have members that are not even in the building. Yeah. They don't come in the building, yeah. but they are truly members. Yeah. And I call yeah. them and I check them mm-hmm. and they're serving
0: God. Yeah. Do you ever think about the direction that the physical church is going to while the time is changing itself?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, uh, that is a good question. I think, uh, will we still need the physical connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and uh, what we have seen after COVID is that people were longing for physical connection. They mm-hmm. feel isolated. Mm-hmm. People need a hug. Yeah. Need People need someone uh, to cry on their shoulder. Yeah. And I've seen that during COVID, our people they became more depressed because mm-hmm. of the lack of connection. Yeah. So even though uh, we're we having the... Uh, all the social media, all the mm-hmm. platform, you can be online, yeah. but I still encourage people yeah. to still develop a core relationship. You yeah. still need that relationship, yeah. even if uh, you don't see physically. Mm-hmm. But there's Facetime, there's Zoom. But but it, the danger of uh, of a, a virtual world mm-hmm. is uh, uh, becoming unknown, mm-hmm. where you yeah. don't have the personal yeah. touch, yeah. and that can be in danger. We need people. Yeah. We need a connection, and those connection it's make us who we are as people. Well, Speaking of change,
2: obviously there's the positive change of technology, media that allows pastors to be more open to the world. Uh, But there's also the change that uh, that, that puts the church at a position where they have to speak, right? So we've had changes on uh, opinions, worldviews, obviously things like same-sex marriage that have become more prominent, Maybe alcohol. The world has has seen itself as evolving, becoming mm-hmm. more accepting of things, mm-hmm. and the church is, is usually viewed as the opposing. Mm-hmm. So, as a pastor, uh, has it been difficult for you to be able to address these a lot of these uh, issues that are dividing the society, yeah. or and how do you approach?
1: And and, uh, and, uh, one one of the regrets that I've seen is that the church has become politicized, Mm. has got into uh, the politics Mm. of the things. So what I try to do is really uh, be less uh, political because I want to change people's lives. Um, uh, regardless of who they are, mm-hmm. they still need God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, that doesn't change what the word of God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people uh, uh, people will, will uh, say things just because they hear that in the street. True. But m- my focus is what is the Bible say mm-hmm. regarding that topic, yeah. regarding homosexuality. What is the Bible say mm-hmm. about? About that, and then I can I can base my argument on the scripture, mm-hmm. but I'm not basing my argument on hate. I mm-hmm. uh, wow. like hating That's people because uh, they have certain uh, uh, way of saying things or mm-hmm. or certain behavior. But I'm there to present the gospel mm-hmm. and really lift them up and show them, hey, here's the way. Yeah. And God, if, if if we don't show the world that we love them, yeah. we're not going to reach them. That's yeah. true. Uh, then we're going to become a political. This person is gay. Mm-hmm. This person is a uh, is a is a uh, is um a abortion. This this uh, we have to present the gospel mm-hmm. and try to lift them up, bringing them to the gospel. We're showing the care, but here's what the Bible. I love you, but here's what the Bible says. There's no politics. Mm-hmm. It's what
0: the scripture said. Okay yeah and with with the church being so politicized mm-hmm. um in reference to everybody having their own certain opinion to say, yeah. um what is the criteria to becoming a pastor? if everyone has a platform to be able to share their views, do you feel like there is a set criteria of this person is a pastor, this person is not a pastor
1: well it, it's very it's very sad mm-hmm. um it it's very sad now that uh, the the church has become really uh politicized <laughs> and um it, and it's really um affecting even the uh the um the uh, the value of mm. or what we yeah. saw yeah. uh with the pastor. there's there's really no set criteria okay. uh, for for becoming a pastor it's really a uh, pastoring is a call mm. and you've got to receive a call yeah and I heard, I heard a, a wise uh, uh, counselor say, if you can do anything else mm-hmm. except being a pastor, do it. Wow. Huh? If you can do anything <laughs> else yeah. it, it, ex, except being a pastor, just do it. Do, you have to be a pastor because you felt the call. Mm. It, you can you can be successful in any other area, do it.
2: Wow. Mm. Wow. Now, what advice do you give to, obviously, all these Young men, women, and people on social media, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, right, tr- sharing the gospel and doing all these things, um, which is usually not received well by non-believer or even some Christians don't think you should be sh- out there talking about Jesus all the time. How, how do you advise them about going, about sharing the gospel yeah. online?
1: I think the, the issue that I'm seeing now is that uh, we are not being effective. Mm-hmm. We have to be effective mm-hmm. in sharing the gospel. Yeah. The best way you you share and impact people's life is developing first a relationship. Yeah. If I develop a relationship with you, that opens a door for me mm-hmm. to share the gospel. Let's say you love uh, sports (laughs) and we are a coach fan Mm -hmm. uh, and then we can use that as a as a door for me to be able to share the gospel you love math and Mm -hmm. when we talk about math and i can use that as a door to share we the the church of jesus christ the christian Mm -hmm. have to be able to develop a relationship and use the relationship as a platform to uh, reach out for christ wow
0: okay well switching gears here a little bit mm-hmm. what is one of your proudest moments as being a pastor
1: um oh, i think i have many many proud moments uh but uh, i'm i will measure myself first with uh my my core family, because mm-hmm. at the end where if anybody's there there is my wife following christ mm-hmm. i was serving together in ministry are my children serving Christ, mm-hmm. uh, are they serving together, are they following and seeing my, my daughter playing the keyboard and seeing my other daughter sort of helping with Asher and seeing my little one just worshiping God and praising as fathers. father. So those are, those are the key things, sort of the brightest moment uh, for me. And I want to continue to see that. Continues to develop them mm-hmm. and becoming truly what mm-hmm. god has called them to be and what is one of your toughest moments as a pastor um the toughest moment it was a uh, learning how to deal with conflict oh. and and that is difficult because growing up i always think that oh if you are nice with people people will be nice to you yeah but life is not, not that way life is uh uh, life is about handling conflict. Mm-hmm. The more you grow, the more you develop, the more the conflict become complex. And your, your ability mm-hmm. uh, to address conflict uh, will determine how far you will go in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, it's in some season of, uh, of, of my, uh, my life, the ability to handle conflict was the biggest challenge. Oh. And but I learned and I've grown
0: into that. Oh, Now, going into um, the subject of suffering, mm-hmm.
2: okay.
0: what is your response when people blame God for their suffering?
1: Yeah, so so that is a, uh, a, a an important question. So, suffering has many reasons in our lives. Suffering can be because God want to mold us yeah. and grow us into something. Mm-hmm. Suffering can also be a wake-up call that God is using to wake us up so that we can draw back to him, so we can live a, a life of sin. Uh, and, and suffering can come as a punishment. Mm-hmm. But but as a Christian, the, the, the Bible says, God work all things for the good of those who love him. Now, knowing that... Uh, we, I have gone through suffering. I mentioned the example. My daddy's is in prison and my mom is in hiding. So I'm I'm left with family. Mm-hmm. That was suffering. Yeah. We, uh, we're struggling to find food. We're struggling with different things. That is suffering. But I will not have, if I will go back, I want to go back to that suffering. The mm-hmm. reason is who I am today is the has been defined. But the suffering of my past. Mm. It helped me to grow, to accelerate mm. my growth. <laughs> and I had to become mature because I had to take care of my little brother and, and, and little sister. So that helped me to grow. So suffering, um, if you look at it right perspective, suffering can be a blessing for you. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a Jewish, um, uh, a, a Jewish author, uh, a, he was a psychologist, and he was uh, in uh, the concentration camp in uh, in uh, Germany. And he said something, he said, uh, nobody can hurt me without my consent. Mm-hmm. So no matter the, the suffering, it's how you see it, mm-hmm. and what you learn, I can, the way I respond to suffering will be different and it will help me to grow mm-hmm. and change. So perspective is very important when it comes to suffering.
2: Then as a pastor, Obviously, you went through it with that perspective and mindset. Mm -hmm. When the people that you are canceling, mentoring, or the congregation Mm -hmm. uh, just they're going through it at that moment, right? So you always have people saying, Why did God have to let this happen? Mm -hmm. Why all the and then they generalize it, Why all this cancer in the world, all these children starving, all these problems, and then is God just is God loving so when they start questioning all the attributes of God based off of what is happening at that moment how do you deal with with them so
1: God is loving but we're living in a sinful world Mm -hmm. and in the sinful world our action will lead to consequences Mm -hmm. Uh, someone killing another person is not because God uh, uh, God uh, Uh, is the will of God, but it's because of the human nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our human nature has become evil. That's why we start killing other people. But but when we become saved, is that we're allowing the kingdom of God to come in us. Mm -hmm. So he's changing us, so that we can change how we respond to situations. So that's why as a Christian, we have to reach out so that more people will allow Christ to come, Mm -hmm. so that their life is changed, so they're allowing the kingdom of God. If they're not allowing the kingdom of God, we see all the killing, we see all the suffering, we see we see all those bad things happen because of the human nature.
0: And why do you think it is so hard for people to trust God with their problems, for to see that bigger picture in the mold of that mm-hmm. suffering? Why is that difficult to do during that time?
1: Uh, uh, that is a good question. Uh, you know. Uh, it it, it takes a trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes trust comes from uh, experience that you have experienced. So I'm able to trust God because I went through that difficult situation, that difficult situation has allowed me to say, oh, I believe God can do it. Mm -hmm. When I face the next situation, I have something to remember. I think uh, uh, trust is really developed in uh, knowing the Word of God, and it's an experience, sometimes mm-hmm. pain. Yeah. God will allow pain yeah. for you to learn to trust. You you get to a, a point where you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. They, they they fire you at your job, uh, they, they kick you out of your, your home, mm-hmm. you you find yourself homeless in that place. Mm-hmm. You, know, you say, God, if you don't do it here, I'm going to... And then God starts turning things. Yeah. So sometimes suffering, mm-hmm. like we say, can allow us to learn to trust God. Yeah. Well,
2: Pastor Sting. Closing with the topic of suffering, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot going on in the world, you know, from Africa to Asia, even here in America, you have plenty of people suffering. And as a pastor, you mentioned that you're not just pastor for your congregation, you're the Mm -hmm. pastor for everyone uh, around the globe, everyone you can meet. If you could maybe take a few minutes to talk to all these Christians around the world, uh, going through life, tough time, uh, what would you
1: tell them? Um, I, what I would say is you have a choice and God also has a part. Mm-hmm. Um, let me share a story. There, there is a, there's a person, um, he, he get a dream and he know exactly what he's supposed to do in life. And this person... He's wake up in the morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and, and he's he's starting to see things moving closer to his dream and his goal. Mm-hmm. And he arrived arrived somewhere, he sees someone who's